You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash Behind Closed Doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is broadcast on the land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in into 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind Closed Doors aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Welcome to Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex worker radio show. I'm Kitty Galore and I'm joined with my co-host, Sasha. What's up, Kitty? What's up, everybody? <laughs> well, uh, so many things are up. Uh, we're coming out of lockdown. <laughs> Restrictions are easing. Yeah. It's going to be joyous times. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I mean, it, it won't make much different for me because I'm so used to lockdown now. <laughs> and I don't think I ha- I'll be rushing to go to the restaurants or bars because I think the system is a bit different. You have to be seated and wear a mask. So it's not really the vibe that I used to. So I, I don't think I'm going to be rushing going out anywhere. But think- maybe to the movies. I want to go to the movies. It's a different time when we have to adapt yet again isn't it it's like Mm. you know we're getting used to being at home and now we have to adapt to traveling again and i honestly i have enjoyed long distance um meetings where i don't have to travel to the city (laughs) Uh yeah i mean i'm i'm adapting to these changes so i'm getting used to it i don't know i should be worried or uh Maybe. I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> well, well, change can be scary, right? Um, you know, mm. people tend to be set in their ways. They get comfortable. Um, but sometimes change is good. And for the month of October, you know, Sasha, we have been talking so much about consent. And as we know, some people don't really understand the concept of consent um, because mm-hmm. it's not something that they've grown up with or not something that they're used to, right? So in that particular scenario like change is actually really really good not only for themselves but also for their partner i know but consent is not rocket science come on guys it's it's consent it's 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 respect so if you want to respect somebody consent comes first right and um yeah so if like i said in the past practice makes perfect you're going to make mistake along the line but practicing consent and it'll get easier Mm, and if it's not rocket science why is it so scary to some people then it's not scary i think it's just the uncomfortable uh talk they need to to say like like asking permission like they some of them do not never practice permission at all um and then suddenly they have to practice um permission especially when it comes to sex 
um, especially a, a couple who just assume that uh, one person is horny, the other person will be to have to have sex with the other one. So that's not right, you know. You need to ask permission, and it's not that hard to ask permission. You just say like, "Honey, are you horny?" Because I am. <laughs> easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> And in this episode, you know, Sasha and I, we're going to touch base on ways that you can make consent sexy. Before we got on to this call today, we were talking about how consent should be sexy, should be playful. It should be something that a couple is very comfortable doing because, you know, they have reached this understanding, this level of communication where, hey, we're going to respect each other and we're going to look after each other's well-being. And that means we're going to ask each other for consent. Yes. Did you like last week's episode? Oh my God, it was so good. (laughs) Right? We opened up a different door. In the last episode, Taylor spoke a lot about her sex work within the realm of BDSM, which involves Mm. a lot of um, dominant, submissive role-playing. And sometimes there could be some level of risk to that type of play. And therefore, she talked about how um, you have some safe words. And prior to even that play, there's a negotiation process. Um, So, you know, that's such a fabulous place to start. Like, in that negotiation process, is that where you would say you'd ask for consent, Sasha? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Negotiation process is about talking about what the person needs, having boundaries. Bondage practice, you need to have boundaries, like certain levels of pain. That is a negotiation process, like how much pain can you tolerate? Um, How long uh, period can you tolerate of being mummified? Sometimes they can't even speak because they've been taped out. But what about the normies like me? Um, (laughs) The ones who are just doing GFE experience or maybe, you know, porn star experience, right? right? Without the saran wrap. (laughs) Okay, I give you you an example. Like not many people like taking up in the anal, right? So, (laughs) So that is a negotiation process. Sometimes men think you in the sexual industry, you do take up in the ass. But not many women or men do take up in the ass. So that is the negotiation process. That's something you need to talk about when, especially when you try to book an escort, you need to talk like what you need in the service. Um, usually like most of us, our negotiation will be on the phone. So not in person. But if you work in the brothel, the negotiation will be in, in a room in person. So um, yeah, so... That is the negotiation process. Some people were like, okay, if you don't take it up in the ass, but can I rim you instead? That is negotiation. And for our listeners who haven't heard this terminology rimming, what would that be, <laughs> Sasha? <laughs> that would be licking up, licking up the bum. <laughs> but it's in trend. Everybody eat ass these days. Even celebrities, they talk about it. Well, I don't really follow the porn scene, so I'm not very well versed there. But, you know, I want to take this knowledge that we've garnered through sex work and I want to share what we've learned with our listeners so that they can apply it in their own personal lives with their 
intimate partner or partners or future partners or you know current people whom they're seeing like how can they take this let's say they want some kind of activity to take precedence in their playroom right how do they ask for it from their partner in a way that is not gonna like embarrass them like hey honey can i like do that (laughs) you know what i think to be honest, a lot of couples, um, this is from my experiences um, with my clientele, they do not ask uh, their partner about their fetish, fetishes, mm. yeah, fetishes or their interests. So this is why they go outside of their marriage or their relationship to fulfill their fetishes. So some of them, they just love ass and why don't you just ask your wife? Your wife or your partner might love it. You never, you never try. You never know. I keep saying. Sometimes I keep telling them, "Go ask them. <laughs> Why are you so embarrassed? I mean, you used to date this girl, and I'm pretty sure the sex was really good, right? Before you marry her, um, I'm pretty sure the sex has gone down a little bit because you guys have kids. But I said, like, go back to. The first time you met her, I'm pretty sure you guys were very experimental. If not, you won't marry her. If and you perhaps, will have all these fetishes. Yeah. Perhaps it's not just that, but you know, the less time you spend with each other, the less intimate you become as a couple, and therefore there's less communication and less connection. Mm. And when there is yeah. no connection, it's hard to ask if it's okay to have sex, if it's okay to have any kind of foreplay, when these things are mm. really important to your sexual health and also to your relationship as well. A yeah. lot of people in general, um, they have frowned upon sex work in the past because they think that we are, um, for a lack of a better word, enabling husbands to cheat on their wives. When the truth is, sexual health is a very important part of being a human being and every human being needs to have some level of touch so if your partner is not getting touched at home uh, they're probably finding other ways to meet their needs whether it's by themselves um, using their imagination or porn or videos or pictures of their partner I think as a partner you want to be involved in that process Um, Mm. If your partner is being sexually active without your knowledge, that puts you actually at risk. So it's important to have that healthy discussion about either A, allowing your partner to have an outlet that you're comfortable with, or B, building on that intimate relationship, building on that connection in that relationship so that you both can find that spark again, that attraction again and that might sound really mm. hard to do like <laughs> i have uh, i have this question kitty you're a cis female right yeah um, why why does woman sometimes lose interest in sex with their partner when they've been together for so long i don't uh, know are they not horny anymore i I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind are, well, you know, the dildo does its job and it's really fast and efficient. (laughs) (laughs) 
And sometimes, you know, with another human being, it's messy. Um, insects, yeah. when we go through this process, uh, have a shower, you know, yeah. like rinse your mouth, make sure you're nice and minty and clean. Um, and that's not always the situation in day-to-day life. And also in sex work, like the room setting is always beautiful. It's at a hotel. It's at a really Correct. nicely made room. You've got like flowers. <laughs> I guess some people, when they get into a relationship, they get too comfortable. Exactly. And they start, so they start making effort to, for hygiene purposes, looking good, looking sexy. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess that's probably answered some of my question. I, I, I got a story because I have a pet. Can you imagine? I have a pen pal. This is ages, this is 20 years ago when I was a teenager. <laughs> and we have a, I have a pen pal. And we're still friends. We're still friends. He's from Holland in Netherlands. Um, and we used to have a lot. Of, I've never met him. We're still friends. We've never met in person. Uh, just through internet and now social media. And we we have a we have a lot of sex talk and videos and stuff um of each other i guess i find him really sexy he found me very very sexy as well until he got married and he was dating this his wife his current wife um and they had amazing sex he always talked about his sex life with me blah 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 and then once they had babies um they are even sleeping in different room now the sex life is not there anymore. If, oh, 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 of course, he's still horny. He always tried to sex talk with me. But I said, like, no, you're a married man. I'm happy to just be friends with you. So, you know, I'm not turned on by you anymore. <laughs> you're a really good friend, Sasha. Can I just say yeah. that? Because I think as sex workers, <laughs> we know the power that we can have over men. And therefore, it's really yeah. important that we do set boundaries um, yeah. so that people will, rather than look to us for, you know, gratification... That we're yeah. pushing them to work on their relationship. You know, don't take the easy way mm-hmm. out. Like, work on your relationship. Find intimacy again with your wife. And I love what we do on this show. Okay, can I just say <laughs> that I love what we're promoting on Behind Closed Doors? Because it's, it's yes, it's about sex workers and sex work, but it's also about sexual health and how we can bring healthier relationships to everyone. doesn't matter if mm. you're someone who dabbles within the sex industry if you're a sex worker or a client um if you're just an everyday person who's got nothing to do with sex work like we want you to have the best possible relationship as well and that starts with you know um thinking of that setting if you were going to hire a sex worker you would have to have a particular place that's set and could be a hotel room it could be a bedroom that's you know a little bit tidied up um i have seen some messy rooms but you know none that's too bad (laughs) but the bed's always made you know at least the bed is made and when we go back to your question that you just asked what's happening to this cis relationships where couples are Mm. not having sex anymore especially after children like Mm. my first question to these people is are you making time for that relationship to have the opportunity for sex because if you don't make the bedroom if you don't buy flowers if you don't do the romantic stuff if you don't show your partner that you are a person who can give them that non-judgmental safe space that you need in order to have 
an intimate encounter, then it's not going to happen. And I think, I think you know, I, yeah. I don't have children, so I'd love to hear from our listeners about what they think, um, especially if you've had children before. Um, but I think that after um, a woman gives birth, there could be some level of insecurities that come with childbirth um, and mm. the change in body and also change in hormones as well. And in that critical moment, like, the focus isn't about making more babies. The focus is on ensuring your baby has a good start. And I, I have the utmost respect for all mothers, not only giving birth, having changes in their body and their hormones, but also like breastfeeding um, and caring for the child as well. It's, it's so great to know that men are stepping up uh, to, do, to help out with diaper changes and feeding and waking up in the middle of the night. Um, but, you know, that mm. shift has only just started happening. And if you are a dad who's listening to this episode and you're not helping, please help mama. She needs it. <laughs> she might not ask you know, for it, but she needs it. Show your support. I think, I think this all come back to negotiation process and also consent. Um, negotiate with your partner um, or you know, to talk about um, what you need or what she needs or what he needs. Um, and then and then you practice consent at the same time. I mean, it's really not that hard, but people think it's that hard. It, it, I totally get it. It's the same like coming out as a sex worker. It's actually not that hard. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard. <laughs> we, we were overthinking things about what the people would think about us, people would judge us, how our family going to take it. At the end of the day, they don't really care. They just see you as you because you're a good human being, full stop. I love this conversation. You are absolutely right. Because as you mentioned mm. that, my first response is, oh my God, Sasha, it is so hard. <laughs> don't you even go there. But you're absolutely right. Like I have to come to mm. terms that it's me who's making this big mountain yes. of what yeah. is actually a molehill. No, you know, in my opinion, <laughs> it's a very big molehill, but yeah. <laughs> a molehill nevertheless. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, practice makes perfect. You're going to make a mistake along the line, but just keep doing it. Set boundaries. Mm. And yeah. have open communication. Yes, that's very important. So what can our listeners do? Let's say if we're speaking to our client, right? Uh -huh. And I've got many clients who say, well, you know, I enjoy seeing you because my partner she's just given birth and she's not interested and I don't want to push her so yeah that's why I'm here how should they approach finding a spark again in their relationship you know what we can advise them what we think it could work but at the end of the day the court is in your ball uh, the, the balls in their court um, so they would know their partners a lot better so they know what would work yeah, relationship. Every relationship needs a spark. Actually, let's challenge that because I think sometimes partners forget, like they have no clue what their wife needs. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what we like. So maybe it could be an example like me. If I'm in a relationship, I need a spark. I need um, someone to date me out uh, for dinner, dine me out somewhere, you know. I need... I always need like a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. You know, when you first started, 
I have to have it all the time because I think both of us feel special um, in each way. So it's either I make the effort or he will make the effort. And let's boil that down some more. From mm. having that dating experience again, like you know, dressing up, going out, wine and dine, or gifts, yes. or little thoughtful, loving notes to each other. Yeah. What does that make you feel when you receive those things? I feel wanted. I feel he acknowledged me. I feel loved. Um, I feel that he's always thinking of me. That's how I feel. Yeah, and it feels yeah. so yeah. nice and warm and fuzzy. Correct. I know it's it's hard. I mean, I'm different. People take. Uh, Kid uh, differently. Some likes to just chill at home together. That probably uh, uh, see the acknowledgement of each other. Like me, I like to be dined out and yeah, take me places. <laughs> I'm a bit expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like you know, not everyone has to be expensive. I think Correct. that yeah. you can be very sentimental in smaller ways, even if it's leaving a post-it on the refrigerator to say, Correct. hey, yes. don't forget I love you, or hey, I've been thinking about you. Yes. Um, and if your partner starts saying like, why are you doing this? Have you been cheating on me? No, just tell them you've been listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR yes. 855 AM. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, guys, please take away advice. <laughs> I I think, yeah, it's really important <clears throat> that people realize this really simple key to having a healthy relationship where consent is involved, where your partner can feel loved, accepted, and respected because you mm. asked them for consent. And you didn't just go, hey, babe, want to do it? You know, you took the effort. You cleaned the house. But you know what? But some people, that word, hey, babe, let's do it, could be their word. Okay, but... <laughs> could be their consent, right? <laughs> Granted. <laughs> but in the relationships that are stale, that does not work. Please don't do it because you will lose Maybe, more brownie the... points than you own. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I find really sexy when I watch that Fifty Shades of Grey. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. I know. Oh my god, I love <laughs> it. That is so me. I like. I like to be dined out. The um, take me out to wearing nice dresses and then have kinky sex at home. Oh my goodness! And they have like safe words. So it's like, ouch and stop is not a safe word, like Taylor said last <laughs> week. <laughs> so they do practice safe, uh, safe words in in that movie. That's so mean. Have you changed your safe word? My safe word? Um, no, I haven't. I just thought, babe, it's still, still my safe word. And, and I guess that's really you, Sasha, because, you know, you're always no means no, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but what's coming very clear here is that um, when you and your partner have a very solid relationship that has open communication then as long as you guys understand each other you're a great team and mm -hmm. that's what's important yeah i i agree so I just, sis, how 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 are you gonna make consent sexy then i think making consent sexy for me has to be really playful um mm -hmm. and it's not just 
asking, right? Asking is one part to it, but I think that there's a build up to it as well. Like, make sure that I am feeling loved, I am feeling wanted, and I that I do have my needs met. Yeah, and make sure that I do <laughs> yeah. have my needs met. I think that's really important. It's very hard to have sex with someone who's not in the mood. And sometimes to get them in the mood is as simple as fulfilling a need. It could be, you know, helping around the house. It could be telling them a nice compliment or that you love them. It could be just giving them a back rub or combing their hair. You know, I go back to the five love languages, right? Mm -hmm. And these are the way I see it, like different tanks that you can fill to let your partner know that you care for them, that you love them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, so I have an example. This is from my experience in the past. The consent is there's no verbal whatsoever. He just lying on the couch, got a really a big boner, and then he just waving it at me and just telling me like are you are you ready for this? <laughs> Is that consent? <laughs> Is that consent? You tell me. Okay. I guess it is too. It's like a question. Do you want this? Do you want this big dick? Uh, if, if she said, yeah, if she comes to him, that means it's yes, right? If I'm going back to when I was 18, 19, I think I would feel <laughs> obligated. Or, you know, is that maybe people pleasing side? Um, where you kind of just, yeah, okay, daddy wants his. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I used to be very awkward. And I, I always like, put that away. You dis That's disgusting. <laughs> I love it. But to be honest, to be honest, it's quite a bit of a turn on for me. But it just that I was a bit awkward. So I had to say something. <laughs> With the type of relationship style that I gravitate to, I personally yeah. wouldn't think that's rude. <laughs> but I can totally see how other people find that so sexy. So it really depends. You know, it just comes back down to how we're so different. Like, and it's beautiful. There's so yeah. much beauty in our difference, right? And there's no yeah. specific right. right way, no specific way to go about this. It's about you learning about what your partner needs, about yeah. their love language, you know build that intimacy with them, learn more about them, show that you care and show that you've taken interest in them and then mm. learn to ask for consent. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and the fact that you're even keen, you're even like interested in finding out what makes them tick and how to make them happy, especially if they've just born your child. Like that <laughs> says so much. And you yeah. know, it may not be the right time, but the effort mm. that you've put into it will definitely pay off into a healthier relationship so that when she is ready to have sex again, she's probably going to, to say, hey, thank you for waiting for me, for waiting till I'm ready. I know. I think a lot of people think this is like too much work to just to, to do something. But I think, like I said, practice makes perfect. So relationship, you need to, to set boundaries. You need, you need to have an open re uh, communication and also have negotiation process. And the quote that comes to mind is, nothing worth having is easily gotten. And I tell you what, healthy relationships are really worth having. Mm, I agree 100%. You know, Sasha, 
we're out of time already. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> But before we go, I want to just talk about this book that I read ages ago. I can't even remember the name anymore. But in okay. this particular book, it says, in a relationship, it's not 50 50. You have to give 100 because there will be days when you can't give a full 100%. Maybe you're stressed, maybe you're sick, maybe something bad、mm. has happened, or it's just being really rough. And so you can't give 100%. So you might fall back a little bit. And that's okay because if both people are giving 100%, there's always going to be so much overlap. But if both people are meeting halfway and doing 50 50, Then, too bad when someone falls a bit back, there's not going to be enough overlap. There's going to be a gap. Wow. That, that is so true, sis. Isn't that it, great? It changed, it changed the whole perspective of 50 50 of mine. So, I should change that. All right, guys, we're out of time again. So, we'll see you again next week, same time, 6 p.m. on 8 5 a.m. This is Australia's only sex work radio show, 3CR. Adios. Good night. Goodbye. Selamat malam. <laughs> <laughs>
This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it. <laughs>